Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. I got something I want to talk about to you. How important is community-based media in Australia and indeed around the world? This week we find out. Hello, I'm John Langer and this is Communication Mixdown. To get our conversation started, I have online Usha Manchanda Rodriguez. And Usha is a senior lecturer in journalism at Deakin University and adjunct professor at Manipal University in India. And most important for us tonight, she was the convener of a rather unique event here in Melbourne a couple of weeks ago. That was a forum bringing together local and international community media practitioners and researchers to engage with each other and discuss the emerging emerging intersections of community-based media and new communication technologies. Welcome to Communication Mixdown, Usha. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Now, this conference was held at Deakin University, and you were the convener. What did you have in mind as the primary aims of the conference? Well, what we wanted to do was we wanted to invite community practitioners and citizen media practitioners and scholars to come together and share their experiences of participating in the community media, as well as um, learn from each other's experiences. So basically we had two main purposes, to build capacity by sharing experiences and sharing knowledge so that we can learn from each other's challenges and perhaps also in the future collaborate on certain projects to help each other out. The conference, for me anyway, when I was there, had an interesting mix of presentations from local and international speakers. Why was that important to have that mix in terms of talking about and exploring community media? I probably would have to take you back a little bit to where did the conference come from. Um, Basically, um, for a while now, like a few years, I had this idea in my mind that I wanted to bring together community media participants from Australia and India, because I originally come from India, but I have been living in Australia now for 23 years. And I know that Australia is one of the model uh, countries where citizen uh, community media Broadcasting media is doing very well, especially because it's supported by government policies and institutions um, and also communities. Now, in India, they they have got community media and there are pockets of excellence where some of the local communities are doing great job of 
providing a voice to their communities. However, somewhere along the way, my idea was to bring these two together. And as a result, I applied for some funding from Australia-India Council Grant and received that funding. So this particular conference was the culmination of that uh, citizen media project Mm. that I was leading. Mm. Mm. Extremely interesting. Briefly, can you give us a couple of examples of some of the more interesting papers that were given by the international presenters or the international participants? Yeah, so I think I should probably mention there was a paper given by um, community practitioners from Rwanda, and he talked about how you cannot have community media without covering news. So uh, the community media, which are only about four of them, they cover news and all of the controversial topics. But what he was trying to do was to see if we could have um, a mobile app which could help with um, spreading the news and programs using the mobile app, using new technologies. This The second example that would come to my mind is in Canberra, there is a couple, what they're doing is they're using online technologies to cover art and culture in Canberra and around Australia. So they use their home, a small little studio, which they have created and they generate um, new stories, they do interviews, they do edit these interviews and then put them online for everyone to consume. So this is kind of an example of a community media which is not located, but it is on the internet. That means there's a community from across Canberra, elsewhere, who can consume this um, content and share their interest and passion about art and culture. I uh, just just for everyone listening, I was at uh, at the conference for for one day. Usha knows I was there, and we spoke. But I did I did actually listen to that presentation, and it was very interesting because they uh, basically they were saying they were doing their all a huge amount of broadcasting from basically a little room in their house. Yes, and uh, that was a yes. uh, sure demonstrated that you could in, could in fact do that. That that sort of outreach was possible. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, if you look at the conference team, uh, we try to kind of talk about just new media technologies, the advances in technologies and how that is impacting on community broadcasting. So one side is there could be challenges for the established community radio to move into spaces like adding podcasts on their programs, streaming services, engaging on social media, launching mobile apps, things like that. However, there is a blessing in disguise in the sense that there are new um, storytellers, citizens and individuals now who can become part of the citizen media landscape. Can I refer you back to the to India and the, and the sort of media community media landscape there? What what uh, what do you see as the major developments going on there at the moment? Well, there are about two hundred odd radios, uh, community radio stations there, but there are also some of the other experiments being done by citizen journalists online using online 
um, uh, the internet as their uh, outlet, uh, catering to their communities. Um, so some of the stories that they cover are very much around covering minority issues or covering issues of those who are marginalized, then as well as uh, environment issues, gender, Me Too campaign, and several such um, issues and topics which are not covered by mainstream media often. Mainstream media obviously tends to be quite busy with politics and sports and celebrities and the rest. Mm. So community media, in a way, is providing that pockets of, you know, where it's reflecting their local communities and their issues. Mm. And as my understanding also is that uh, India is extremely linguistically diverse. And uh, do the community media and the citizen media work in on the basis of different language groups? Yes, yes. So that's another part of the what the community media is providing. Of course, media on the whole in India, if you look at mainstream arts, public service broadcasting, or... Um, they are all multilingual. You know, they 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 have several languages in which content is broadcast. But in case of community media, there are some languages which are very local and may not have um, manifestation. You know, they may not be. Um, I guess covered by some of the regional media. Mm. So in that sense, community media then provides that option to cater to some of the smaller groups uh, who speak a certain language. And when you're talking about community media, are are you are we talking about radio specifically, or is it is it broader than that? It's a, it's broader than that. So it is radio, it's a, but also the online media. So that's why the conference was called Citizen and Community Media. So it it includes online media. There are websites where content is podcast or streamed mm. live, mm-hmm. or even there are there are actually a couple of experiments where um, communities, journalists, they go around interviewing their fellow uh, community members, asking them about what the issues are, and then send that out through their mobile phones um, to their groups like WhatsApp group or some other group. I see. It's very interesting. So there's, there, there is a an attempt to cross over into, I, I suppose, what you might call social media, the new media and so on. Yes, absolutely. Whatever is possible, because you know that in India, mobile phones are now literally... 90% of the population mm. would have a phone of some kind, and uh, many of them have smartphones. Some have basic smartphones, but they know how to use phones. Mm. So the phone becomes a, phone becomes a, a multimedia platform in a sense. Yes, it does. Now, going going back to the conference as it proceeded, and you were there for the whole time I, I, as the convener, did you detect any prominent themes that emerged over the two days in relation to the community media? Were there some sort of 
ideas that wove themselves through through many of the presentations? I think the idea that for me which came across was that this conference was um, a platform that many of the presenters they were looking forward to, like in the sense that there are not many conferences which combine practitioners and scholars to come together and talk about some of the uh, successes and challenges that the community media is facing. So one, and the second thing seems to be there is an appetite for sharing of stories and experiences across national borders. Um, and everyone seemed quite enthusiastic about sharing, you know, knowledge about their uh, what they're doing or what is happening back home in their own country or in their own communities. And uh, do you think there'll be some follow-up from the con- conference? And you did mention there might be some collaborations. Yeah, yeah. So some of the people, they have come together, they have talked to each other, and there seems to be um, a beginning of a discussion around collaboration. So um, I'm obviously hopeful that we Mm. will be able to, in probably two or three years, have another one of these conferences, perhaps with the support of CBA, uh, where we invite um, larger number of international community practitioners and scholars. It sounds like something really to look forward to, and uh, I wish you all the best with that as well. Thank you very much, Usha. Thank you. Thank you for this. Thanks, and thanks for being on Communication Mixdown. Thank you for inviting me. That was Usha Manchanda Rodriguez, and she lectures and researches in journalism at Deakin University, and she was the convener of a recently held international conference on citizen media and community media that took place right here in Melbourne. Wondering how you pay your donation to the 3CR Radiothon? Well, you can do so online at www.3cr.org.au or call us with your credit card details on 0394198377. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy during office hours and pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to P.O. Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. This is our country. We've never forgotten where we've come from. Or who we are. We keep our culture strong. Now it's time to come together. Talk as equals. And write our own future. This is our country. And this is our time. Treaty. It's time. Enroll now for the First People's Assembly of Victoria election. Authorised by the Victorian Treaty Advancement Commission, Melbourne. And you are with Communication Mixdown, and uh, this week we're talking a little bit about community media and how all of that fits together in relation to community radio. So let's go back to that first question that I was asking 
uh, right at the beginning of the show, how important is community-based media in Australia? Well, if you're John Bissett and you're the CEO of the Communication Community, excuse me, Community Broadcasting Association of Australia, the CBAA, and you've just carried out a nationwide survey of community broadcasting, and you might be saying that community media is mighty important in this country. John was one of the special. Sp- presenters at the community media conference talking about some of the interesting and in fact surprising findings from his CBAA survey and we've got him on the line. Hi John. Hi John, how are you? Good. Now the survey was published in March this year. It's called State of the Community Broadcasting Sector and um, some of the findings were pretty interesting and some of them were very surprising. Uh, as as I understand it. Um, but before we get into that, can you give us a snapshot of the community media in Australia? How many community, community radio stations around the country are there in total, say, compared to commercial radio stations? Um, there's uh, 450, I think it's eight, um, community radio stations around the country. I don't actually know the number of community off the top of my head, uh, sorry, commercial off the top of my head, but it's uh, probably around half, maybe two-thirds of that number. So community radio is by far the you know, largest radio sector in the country if you go by the number of uh, services. Now, your, your surveys uh, was uncovered some very interesting trends. What, what, what were some of the trends that you found? Look, and I'm not sure they were surprising to, um, to me and uh, many in the community radio sector Um, We've been doing this research, and whilst we published this new report in March, we've been doing this research um, consistently for for some 15 years. And um, this new report basically brings together in one place a lot of what that research is. Look, I think one of the key things is, um, you know, radio uh, of of all types continues to shine very strongly, and um, 60 over 62% of all um, online or all, all listening to audio around this country is actually um, to radio. So, you know, it's you often hear, oh, people are listening to streaming services or people are listening to podcasts. Well, that's not actually what the statistics actually show. Um, there is certainly a shift in audio listening happening, but... Um, Radio is still by far the strongest, and you know, over the last five or ten years, continues to hold its, uh, or even longer than that, continues to hold its um, place as the most listen- listened to um, type of audio. And that's despite uh, predictions that, uh, with all this uh, internet and then digital technology, that radio was was basically on its last legs. Look, I think over the last. 100, over 100 years that radios existed, there's been numerous occasions where people have said radio's about to die, whether that was when the TV started or when cinema started. Um, it's not actually the case. And, you know, what we're sort of seeing at the moment is streaming services are not taking audiences away from radio. What they're actually doing is replacing a person's listening to their own CD collection or tape collection or, um, or other personal music collections. So streaming you know, like Spotify is being listened to like you used to listen to your own CD players. And live radio, because of that personal connection it creates when you're talking to your audience, is still um, very, very strong. Mm. One of the things that I found interesting in in, uh, in relation to some of the things that you were talking about at the, at the conference was that um, 
podcasting, despite its its prominence, actually doesn't get that many people listening. Well, podcasts, I remember when I started in the community radio sector some uh, seven, eight, seven years ago, um, you know, podcasting was accounting for three or four percent of all audio listening. It's it's not moved very much since then. Um, and sure, there's a lot of listening to podcasts, um, but it's, it tends to be, you know, certain demographic groups and, and certain places you certainly see a lot more listening to podcasts in metropolitan regions than you do in in sort of country country areas. And it's, look, it's a there is a shift in audio happening, and you know, a lot of people say that you know, podcast is the renaissance of of audio, and I think that's that's partly true. Um, uh, but people are still wanting to listen to, to live uh, radio predominantly. Mm. The other thing that uh, I what I got out of the, uh, the the survey is that the the listening across the country varies quite remarkably. It's very high in some places and not so high in other places. Tell us a bit about that. Look, I think firstly, community radio listening across the country is. Um, is at a very significant level. It's our highest level uh, ever, being um, just short of 6 million uh, people are listening to community radio uh, each week. Um, that's about 30% of the population. And, it's, look, over the last 20 years that we've been doing surveys, it's varied between 24% and, at the moment, the highest rate of 30%. So it's been, you know, relatively consistent across that time. But when you sort of look at a state-by-state basis, um, there is some quite significant... Uh, differences. Um, you know, Victoria punches a little bit above its weight. It's um, about 31% of Victoria's population listen to community radio each week. Um, we only measure uh, people over the age of 15 for a variety of reasons, but that's uh, you know nearly 1.6 million people in Victoria listen to community radio mm-hmm. each week. Um, and then you've got some lower percentages, like in, in Canberra, the ACT, there's only about 17% of the population there listen to community radio, but if you compare, you have a look at Northern Territory, it's about 38% of the population. So there's, you know, very significant mm. um, listening to community radio in Northern Territory. And often I think that's off the back of some very strong Indigenous um, community radio stations uh, and also, a, you know, a very strong um, a university station uh, mm. in Darwin as well. The other thing that uh, was was interesting, at least in terms of uh, your discussion at the conference, was um, the uh, the connection between community broadcasting, community radio, and the local music scene. Could you elaborate a bit on that? Uh, sure. Look, I think um, you know we look at why people listen to community radio, and you know the surveys we are doing we're surveying fifteen thousand people across Australia. So you know it's a that's actually a very large sample size. And the reasons people listening are predominantly local information, local news, but coming very sec- very close second is specialist music. Um, uh, and uh, not far down the list is, you know, listening because they want to listen and support Australian music. And I think the community radio sector is an integral part of the music industry in Australia and, uh, we've recently participated in um, government music inquiries in New South Wales and uh, federally a Senate inquiry into the music industry. And, um, you know, what's come out of that is how how strong and how supportive community radio, important that community radio is to the music industry, and particularly in the way it breaks artists' 
Um, you know, new artists have often come through community radio, um, uh, got their first airplay, and then gone on to to really big things. And that that plays a critical role. And you know, people often compare it to Triple J. And sure, Triple J breaks a lot of artists, but Triple J is also operating on a national basis. And, mm-hmm. You know, the, just the capacity to break new artists is. Um, uh, it's a lot more difficult for it to do that, whereas, you know, with 450-odd community radio stations around the country, every one of them can give an, an artist, a new artist, an airplay um, and can choose what artist suits their audiences. So there's, you know, a, a really important role that community radio plays in mm, Yes, I, look, I, I'm aware. Of, I'm certainly aware of that, and that's that's been going on quite a long time. Uh, it, it's a very long-term trend as well. Oh, definitely, it's been you know an important role for many years. And you look, I, mean, I grew up in Melbourne, and uh, the role that 3CR and PBS and Three Triple R played, uh, you know, it's a, they're, they're vital sort of parts of the, mm. the Melbourne um, culture. Yes, that's and nice to hear that as well. I, can, I, I think nice, nice to hear that you say that as well. Look, the, the other thing that, that that was interesting about the report, it's re, and I, I think this is a very important thing to note. Is it's a very optimistic. It, it's it's about community radio and community radio broadcasting, but there are some quite big challenges ahead. If you had to pinpoint some of these challenges, what what might they be? Look, I think the whole move online is a challenging one and uh, we've got to continue to fight for our place um, in the board broadcast spectrum. Um, you know, we were talking about how people listen to radio earlier and, um, you know, there's growing numbers of people... Uh, or people listen to radio in many different ways. You know, uh, 15 years ago, all you did uh, for 3CR was turned on your, you know, your... AM radio and you could listen to it and now you can listen to 3CR on DAB Plus Digital Radio on AM, you can stream you online, you know, there's on demand, there's there's all sorts of uh, different ways you can listen. So I think one of the challenges is how do we, with the, the low level of resources that this sector has, continue to participate in all those different ways that you can actually listen to a station and, you know, we really have to be where the audience wants to listen to us. It's not a matter of um, convincing audiences necessarily to come to us, but, you know, we, we need to go where the audiences are and that's becoming more difficult. And I think, you know, the, the, the challenge that has always existed in community radio is really around finances. Um, the sector... Mm. Um, is not particularly well resourced. We operate off volunteers in a lot of ways. Um, some of the metropolitan stations um, have a greater capacity to get sponsorship support or um, fundraising support. And I think you, um, if you've not finished, you're in the middle of your fundraising That's you know, right. appeal at the moment. And um, that, you know, the smaller town you're from, for example, in the country, the more difficult raising those revenues mm. just mm. to operate. Becomes. John. I'm going to have to interrupt you here because, uh, unfortunately, our, our uh, program's coming to a bit of an end. So, uh, uh, no look, problem. Yeah, look, I want to thank you very much for your insights and also to uh, to uh, wish you well with the challenges in 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 the coming months and and years in in the community broadcasting sector. Uh, thank you, and and look, it's community radio exists because of the wonderful support of 
presenters like yourself and listeners like the ones that are listening to this show. So um, thank you to you and thank you to your listeners. Thank you, John. All the best. Thanks. That was John Bissett, and he's the CEO of the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. And the link to that report he was discussing, State of the Community Broadcasting Sector, will be put on the 3CR Communication Mixdown website, along with a podcast of this show. Thanks again to our guests this week, Usha Manchanda Rodriguez and John Bissett. And thanks to those who have donated to the Communication Mixdown Radiothon this year. If you haven't done so, there's still time and any amount is gladly accepted. Just go to 3cr.org.au and follow the prompts, as they say. That's all from us this week at Communication Mixdown. We're here again next Monday at 6. Stay tuned with 3CR and Earth Matters is coming up.